Pipe Spring National Monument's neighbor is the Kaibab Band of Paiute Indians. The monument interprets the interaction between the Kaibab Paiutes and white settlers during the 19th century. As with earlier generations, today's tribal members work to pass on traditions from generation to generation. Some of these are shared with the public in the park's interpretive programs. This is my four-month-old baby. Her name is Sungwav. Um, it means sage in Paiute, and she's in uh, our family's oldest cradle board. This cradle board is 35 years old. It's carried my sister, myself, my brother, my niece and nephew, and now Sungwav. It's made out of willows, and uh, this is canvas here. Um, the little thing, of course, is a baby toy. That's the modern, modern touches <laughs> to keep the baby occupied. When my daughters have um, babies, this cradle board will go to my daughter, Tabavi, and uh, I'll make the next cradle board for my daughter. When settlers began grazing livestock on the Arizona Strip, the cattle ate or trampled plants Indians relied on for food, and the native diet changed. Today, some members of the Kaibab Paiute tribe study and pass along the skills and practices of their ancestors in finding and using native plant food sources. The Paiutes um, didn't stay in you know, one place. They would move around with the seasons. In the spring, they would probably be pretty hungry people, you know, because that's when pretty much all their winter food stores were gone. And then um, we've got all the new plants coming up. Um, they would probably find some, um, the Indian rhubarb. You see that growing all the time here and there. You, you, they would probably gather that because it's nice and fresh um, during that time. Um, the yucca stalks are starting to come out. You know, they would probably gather some of those yucca stalks, you know, to roast. In the summertime, there would be a lot of things, more things out there. Buffalo berries, ku'u, which is the tansy mustard. That would be out there for them to gather that the Indian rice grass, um, all the different kind of seeds. In the fall, they would be drying their meat, you know, because it's starting to get cold. There's not so much, you know, flies around, you know, they're drying their meat for winter, you know, doing their um, rabbit drives. But year-round, they would have hunted. You know, they would have hunted for their deer and gone up to the Kaibab up there where it's cooler and, you know, lived up there for a little while to gather the berries up there, um, hunt deer, you know, make their food stores up there. The Paiutes were very smart people. Um, they um, were well adapted to the land, you know, to their, you know, territories. They knew where everything was. They knew what time of the year you, um, you can go and gather, you know, different kind of plants. You know, they knew what trails to take to get there. You know, they, they were the ultimate survivalists, you know, because they knew their land. They knew their country. They knew how to take care of it. They knew, um, that they should show respect to the land if the land was going to take care of them, and that's what they did. You know, they, they took care of the land. The meeting of European American and Kaibab Paiute cultures resulted in Indians adopting clothing made of wool, linen, and cotton textiles. Their ancestors relied on locally available materials to make clothes. Some of the more traditional clothing was made out of the cliff rose bark, and so you had a, uh, the women would wear a bark skirt, uh, the men would wear a bark um, apron. Uh, when it got colder, you would also wear a bark uh, 
leggings and that type of thing. Um, also, always wearing a, a rabbit skin robe to help keep you warm. The bark is from cliff rose. Um, cliff rose can grow from anywhere from three feet to six, seven, eight feet tall. The tallest ones grow on the Kaibab Mountain there along the foot of the mountain and up there on top. And that's where I gather that bark. And um, when you gather that bark, you only take enough of that bark so that you don't kill that tree. And so there's a bark left over for the deer to eat in the winter time. These are yucca baskets here. And uh, this is the most recent one that I started. And that was as far as I got with it. And uh, my weave tends to be very fine. And uh, there's no wrong or right way to weave a basket. Uh, everybody weaves differently. This basket here is the most recent one I was working on. This one is made out of cattail. Paiutes didn't just um, make baskets with willow and with yucca, but there's a lot of different um, native plants here that you can make baskets and mats and things out of. This is pretty much all you need if you're gonna make a basket. And um, this, is a, this is a knife here. It just happens to be made out of a, a deer horn and uh, an awl and your offering. And that's pretty much all you need to make a basket. You know, those are the tools, tools of the trade, I guess, um, that I've learned. And that's basically all I take with me when I go to make baskets. Well, I come from a family that uh, did this uh, dance that we do now. My uh, grandmother's uh, brother was a singer, and, and uh, he was also what you call a healer. People went to him when they were sick, and he'd sing songs, and he had all kinds of medicines that he could use to cure them. This particular song is, has, is related to that uh, big mountain over there that the Navajos took over. It's just saying when, 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 when the man was climbing up the hillside, he was, I guess he was hot and everything, and perspiring and everything, and he's asking the, uh, talking to the weather, and he's saying, when are you gonna start raining again? When are you gonna start raining again? He's asking for rain. For a century and a half since settlers from outside came here, Kaibab Paiutes have sought to honor their cultural roots and to share their ancestors' traditions with others.